all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, everybody. Welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. So I'm going to be doing another podcast today. But before I talk about my podcast, I have to talk about this show I'm currently obsessed with. You might have heard it, a little show called Twin Peaks. You guys, this show, I've seen a lot of strange shows in my time. Nip Tuck's one of them. Oh gosh, so many shows. But this show, really, it's weird. Yeah, I and I know, I'm a late bloomer. This has been out since 1990. When I was, in 1990, I was like 11 years old. I wasn't into Twin Peaks. My, my family watched it. My parents watched it for sure. I remember them talking about it all the time. All I knew about Twin Peaks was it was a weird show, and they always made fun of it on The Simpsons, because that's like all the shows I watched back then was The Simpsons, 90210, you know, all those shows. But I, 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 I tried to start it one day, maybe a couple years ago, maybe when I was on maternity leave, and it, I, I couldn't get into it. And then I just decided to watch it. I don't know, somebody just told me to watch it, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I was like glued to my computer screen for the whole first season. There's only eight episodes in the first season, okay? So it's a really easy watch. And I was trying to figure out who the killer was, like everybody else, I'm sure, and kind of had an inkling. And then in season two, my inkling was confirmed, and I was like, oh my god, this is like the first time I've ever guessed the correct killer in anything. I can't even win murder mystery games, you know? I can never win that stuff, but... For some reason, I just, I thought like David Lynch, apparently, and I could, I just remember, I just knew who it was. So, I'm going to definitely recommend that show. The only reason I'm talking about it right now, since I'm going to, I'm not doing a Twin Peaks today, but the only reason I'm talking about it right now is because I just watched an episode that was so disturbing that I had to literally take a break from it to do my podcast. Like, I, I couldn't go any further with it. I have to take a break. It was intense and unexpected. There's a lot of shockers in this show. I also want to talk about the acting. It's freaking phenomenal. The only thing I'd ever seen Kyle MacLachlan in was uh, The Doors. He played Ray Manzarek, the drummer. That's all I'd seen him in. He'd been in other stuff, but I didn't really know what else. You know, I hadn't really seen him in anything. Um, what else was he? I knew he was a Twin Peaks guy. Oh, I have not seen Blue Velvet. Uh, I've heard it's very disturbing, though. And I'm probably going to have to watch it now because this is this is a big... It's a big obsession for me now, but um, I always wondered why it only lasted two seasons. And I'm like, well, it's going to last only a, a couple seasons because they're going to find out who the killer is and what else are you going to talk about? That's what the show is about, unless there's more kill, you know, more, more murders. So far, there hasn't, no, there's been one, but. So I highly recommend that show. I know, you guys, it's been on for, it's been off the air forever, but you know, it did come back for a revival in, was it 2020? I don't remember exactly what year it was, but um, it was around the same time that Dexter came back out. So, like, it was like a year before Dexter came back out. Like, all these shows just started getting revivals. 
Speaking of revivals, uh, I also heard so some more TV news here. I also heard that Married to Children and Stefan and Luigi, if you're listening, I know we've been we've been hearing about this all week. They are coming back. The cast of Married to Children is coming back to do a animated series of Married to Children. You know, I know that people are kind of like poo pooing that, and I'm like, you know what? I think that sounds pretty fun. I think that'd be really cool. And think about it, guys. The guy who plays Owl, Ed O'Neill, he's like what 80s in his 80s how old is he now so those are my two things watch twin peaks it's freaking amazing it's on paramount plus and then of course um there's two seasons but then you get the movie twin peaks fire walk with me which is i think it's on paramount plus as well and then the new season is on showtime so i am just like waist deep in twin peaks like watching it like as mu- as much as I can with a you know with a toddler it's kind of hard I can't watch it around him. I just wanted to talk about it. But today I'm going to be doing uh, a Punky Brewster episode. <laughs> let's let's move on here. Uh, so I'm going to be doing uh, season two, episode twenty two, called "Accidents Happen." Now I chose this episode because this is one of the episodes that I remember from my childhood like it was yesterday. Okay, um, it's oh the air date is uh, March 9th, nineteen eighty six. You guys, this episode struck me to the core, shook me to the core. What's that expression? Shook me to the core because, you know, I am just a few years younger than Punky Brewster in real life. And I was around her age when the the uh, the Challenger exploded. And that's what this episode's about, by the way, if, no, if you haven't seen it. Uh, this is absolutely one of my favorites. It's so sad, but it's absolutely one of my favorites. Because uh, I think it's just one of those things you just kind of had to be there. Like, if, if you're watching this and you're, like, way young, you're not going to remember what it was like back in 1986, you know, when you first heard about the Challenger. And and this is crazy. I'm looking at the trivia here. The episode aired almost two months after the Space Shuttle Challenger accident, which happened on January 28th, 1986. So just a few months. So they they might have just been doing their season and they're like, oh, my gosh, we're just going to write this in, you know. And I just really, this one really moves me. I don't know why, it just, it's always it's always been really close to my heart. And when I think about, like, when TV was great, I always think about these 80s episodes, like, where they talked about, like, real things. Like, this one, and when they talked about, there's a Full House episode where Stephanie was scared of the, the, uh, or the earthquake that happened in 1989, and she didn't want her dad to go anywhere. Like, she wouldn't let him leave. Those are, those are episodes that I just... <laughs> I was not, I did not live in San Francisco at the time, but I did feel that earthquake. And I lived five hours away from San Francisco. It was a huge earthquake. So I do remember it. I do remember the the news around it. I remember the news around the Challenger. I remember a lot of this stuff. So whenever TV incorporates news stories, I really like that. That's like my thing. Uh, you know, and they, they bring like the real life in there. I, I really like that. So anyways, um, we're going to go ahead and talk about the songs like I always do. Um, I don't have any guests today. It's just, it's just me, guys. I'm flying solo today. Uh, so March 9th, 1986. Let's see what the movies and music were from that time. <laughs> so without even looking at this list, I'm going to guess that Danger Zone was one of the top songs from Top Gun because that's when this movie came out. But I think the movie came out in the summer. So let's see what, what the songs are. Okay, so this is the week of March 15th, 1986. 
uh, number one, Sarah Starship. I don't even know that song. Number two, These Dreams Heart. Love them. Number three, Kiri, Mr. Mister. Number four, Secret Lovers, Atlantic Star. Number five, How Will I Know, Whitney Houston. Number six, R-O-C-K in the USA, John Mellencamp. Number seven, Rock Me Amadeus Falco. Oy. Number eight, Silent Running. That's a good song, Mike and the Mechanics. Number nine, King for a Day, Thompson Twins. Number 10, Nikita. I tell you guys, <laughs> 1986 was a pretty shitty year for music, okay? 85 was great. Uh, everything from 86 to 89, I'm sorry. It was not that good. I mean, I know we got the new Kazama Block, and we got Janet Jackson, but those are like the ex- exceptions. And of course, Michael Jackson's Bad was 1988, or 87, sorry, like a year after this. Those are the exceptions. <laughs> there was not really a lot of good music. I mean, Guns N' Roses kind of came came out around then too, but Guns N' Roses, re- I didn't really like them until November Rain, like early 90s. Let's look at the movies. Okay, and honestly, some of these movies are pretty crappy too. I, 86 was not the best year. I'm sorry if you were born in 86, like my husband, he was born in 86, but not the best year for music and movies. Uh, number one movie in 1986 was, uh, March 1986 was Pretty in Pink. Number two, The Color Purple. I still have never seen that movie. Number three, Gung Ho. Haven't seen that one. Number four, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Number five, Police Academy 3, Back in Training. Number six, Hannah and Her Sisters. I, I've heard that's a really good movie. I need to watch that one. I love Woody Allen movies. Number seven, House. Oh, Anna, if you're listening, I remember that one. Uh, number eight, Wildcats. Number nine, Out of Africa. Number ten, Murphy's Romance. Yeah, not much to say about those guys. I've only seen, like, one? One of those movies? Oh, I think I've, I've, think I've seen Down and Out in Beverly Hills. That's it, all I've seen. I've never seen Out of Africa. I've never seen... I've never seen that Police Academy movie. Oh, well, well. So, uh, my memories of Punky Brewster, it came on every Sunday night. And it came on with a show, and I, if you guys remember this show, I I think it was the same year, the same night. I could be wrong. It was around the same time that there's a show called Sledgehammer, and then there's a show called Sidekicks. So Sidekicks was about kind of like a Karate Kid type show, and Sledgehammer was kind of like a like a a dumb cop show, you know, like he was a dumb cop. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, when I think of Punky Brewster, I always think of those shows. So I'm thinking maybe they came on the night before. Uh, I literally remember watching Punky Brewster in my living room, in my you know in my house when I was how old was I? I was uh, I was seven when this episode came on. Seven. Yeah, seven. So. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, if I cry, then I cry. No, I'm not going to cry. I've seen it so many times. But I do remember just getting so emotional when I watched it when I was a kid. So we start out, Punky's in bed and she's writing in her diary. And she's talking about how a few weeks ago something bad happened that made her really sad. So this is automatically going to be a flashback episode. So here we go. So Henry comes home and Punky's all excited because Friday's career day at school. Do you guys remember career day? I remember we had it in high school. No. 
Well, we had it in every every school. I think I had it in junior high and high school. Junior high, or might have been like ninth grade, I wanted to be a pediatrician. So I went to a pediatrician's office for the day and learned about that. Uh, definitely don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I went to the medical field, but I went to the back office part of the medical field. Uh, anyways, Henry is all excited because he thinks that she wants to be a photographer like he like he is. And he gives her a camera, and it, this thing looks like it's in the Smithsonian. It is so old. It has, like, the flash bulbs. It seriously is, like, probably 30, 40 years old. Not even kidding. The cameras, I remember back in 1986, they had the big cameras, but it didn't look like this. This looks very old-fashioned. And Punky's like, I'm sorry, you know, I know you want me to follow in your footsteps, but I don't want to be a photographer. I want to be an astronaut. Wow. Boy, <laughs> me and my dog Brandon want to be astronauts. Wow! We want to be like Buzz Aldrin, who walked on the moon, and Sally Ride, the first woman in space. We want to explore outer space, discover new planets, and ride Harley's Comet. <laughs> Brandon wants to be the first dog on Mars. I just hope they have fire hydrants there. <laughs> I've wanted to be an astronaut ever since I was a kid. Whenever I look out my window at night, I think, boy, I wonder what's up there in outer space. Well, someday I'm going to find out. Someday I'm going to touch the other side of the sky. Mike, I want to be an astronaut, too. Same here. Me, too. Me, too. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what. Next week, the space shuttle is going up again. Now, I have a very special interest in this flight because a lady teacher will be on board. Really? That's right. The first teacher in space. Now, since several of you are interested in being astronauts, I'm going to bring my television and we can all watch the launch together. Would you like that? Yeah! So before that scene with Punky, uh, all the kids in her class were all dressed up as the, you know, what they wanted to be. Mar, uh, Mar, Margo was an actress. Alan was Rambo. <laughs> it was the 80s, guys. Uh, Sherry wanted to be an architect, and she decided that she wanted to be an architect at 1030 the night before. That's pretty funny because a lot of kids procrastinate like that. And she was, it was cute. She had like her own little town called Cherry Vale. Vale, V-A-L-E. And, um, and then there was a, a kid who, cause like, like looked like he was like in a ninja outfit <laughs> and he said he was, he wanted to be a jewel thief and, uh, yeah, aim high, dude, aim high. So then Punky comes in and she has that, spe- you know, that, uh, that presentation and all the kids are so excited. They wanted to be astronauts too. I mean, dude. Who doesn't want to be an astronaut? That would be really, really cool. It's scary, but it'd be really cool. Now, when the Challenger happened, oh man, I over the years I found out a lot of of very disturbing information about the Challenger. One of the things that always gets me is there was somebody who warned them that it was going to explode, and they didn't take him seriously. I don't know if you guys know that it was. I watched a special on it. Um, one of the, uh, 
I think there was more that was, I think there might have been more than one teacher. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the challenger really quick and let's, let's pay tribute to those people. Okay, so it says, this is on Wikipedia. The Space Shuttle Challenger disaster was a fatal accident in the United States space program that occurred on January 28, 1986, when the Space Shuttle Challenger broke apart 73 seconds into its flight, leading to the death of all seven crew members aboard. It was the first fatal accident involving an American spacecraft in flight. Huh. The mission carried the designation STS-51L and was the 10th flight for the Challenger orbiter and the 25th flight of the Space Shuttle fleet. Wow. The crew was scheduled to deploy a communication satellite and study Halley's Comet while they were in orbit. The spacecraft des- disintegrated over the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Cape Canaveral, Florida at 11.39 a.m. Eastern Time on January 28th. <sighs> uh, and then the members, I'm going to read them to you here. Where are they? Okay, here they are. The space shuttle mission was the 25th flight, like I said, of the space shuttle and 10th flight of the Challenger. The crew was announced on January 27th, 1985, when it was commanded by Francis Scobie. Michael Smith was assigned as the pilot, and the mission specialists were Ellison Onizuka, Judith Resnick, and Ronald McNair. The two payload specialists were Gregory Jarvis, who were assigned to conduct research for the Hughes Aircraft Company, and Chris McAuliffe, who flew as part of the Teacher in Space project. The primary mission of the Challenger crew was to use an inertial upper stage to deploy a tracking and data relay satellite named TDRSB that would have been part of a constellation to enable constant communication with orbiting spacecraft. The crew also planned to study Halley's Comet as it passed near the sun and deploy and retrieve a Spartan satellite. Oh, man. The mission was originally scheduled for July 1985, but was delayed to November and then to January 1986. The mission was scheduled to launch on January 22nd, but was delayed until January 28th. It wouldn't have mattered if it was delayed. There was something wrong with that with that uh, that shuttle. Mm. Anyways, I remember... I was young. I was very young. I was in first grade, I think, when this happened. And I remember all my friends talking about it, my parents talking about it, watching it on the news. And... Which is what we're going to be talking about in a second, because Punky got to watch it on the news, too. And I do remember everybody thought that it was okay, because, you know, it was it was already up there, and everything was going really good, and then, bam. It was just gut-wrenching. So then we get this next scene, and oh, this one's tough. The shuttle exploded? Are you sure? Please, Henry, don't turn on the TV. I don't want to see it again. Oi, that brings me back to 9-11, when you didn't, want to, you didn't want to keep seeing the planes going to the Trade Center, or the Trade Center collapsing. That was really rough. I mean, but then again, you see it so often that it, you just kind of just become desensitized to it. It's shocking the first, like, five times you see it, you know, then it's just like, oh, wow, that's sad, you know. I I also have a hard time believing that Henry didn't know about this. Because if Punky watched it at school... Oh, and another thing. They wouldn't just send the kids home, would they? I mean, with 
I don't remember. I didn't. I wasn't in. I was in college. I didn't have kids in school. I don't remember if kids were sent home for nine eleven. If anybody wants to comment on that, you can let me know. Maybe in New York they were sent home, but like, would they just send the kids home without telling the parents? I mean, I guess. I don't know. It's just weird. I know we don't have social media, you know, back then, but it's just kind of weird that they would just send the kids home like that and not tell the parents. And, you know, the kids just like, what if, what if you're, what if your mom's working or your dad's working? You you know, anyways, um, it's just, it's just really tough because I guess this is a first shuttle that exploded. You know, then we had the other one that exploded in 20. Oh gosh. When was that? What was it called? The Challenger, and then... What was the other one called? Well, now I have to look this up. Hang on. Okay, so it was Columbia, and it was February 1st, 2003. I do remember that one. Blew up over Texas, I think? Was it... Yep, over Texas and Louisiana. Ay. Whew. Um, so... We were not a stranger to space shuttle explosions by the time the second one happened, but I guess to Henry, that was a big shock, you know? Oy. So, Punky is obviously reconsidering being an astronaut, and I don't blame her for a second, you know? And, oy. I mean, it's just like your your dreams are crushed when something like this happens, you know? People are going to call her crazy for wanting to be a, a an astronaut, you know, just like people said, you're crazy for going to war after 9-11, right? Remember all the people that signed up for the army after 9-11 because they wanted to go get even and stuff? I mean, you're crazy. You're, it's a death, it's a de- you know, it's a death wish for you. Same kind of deal. I still can't believe it. When it was time for the countdown, the whole class counted along. Then it took off. We all cheered because it was so exciting and beautiful, you know? I remember thinking, boy, I wish it was me up there. Then all of a sudden, there was a big flash and smoke went in all directions. Yes? I turned off the TV. Some kids started to cry. I was one of them. I just couldn't stop. Honey, I understand. It's okay. Mike cried, too. Then he asked us all to hold hands, say a prayer for the astronauts. Why did it happen, Henry? (laughs) I don't know, honey. It's hard to understand. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Boy, ain't that the truth, Henry. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Mm. So, you know, I I have to applaud Mike for turning the TV off because kids should not see that. You know, and I remember I actually, I know I'm, I'm talking about 9-11 a lot because that was like the one disaster that I really remember. Like really, vi- like I could, I could tell you everything about that day, you know. You know how people always say, well, it was, I remember the day JFK was shot, you know, but I remember the day 9-11 happened, and I was working for a school at the time, 
like I was doing an after school program. I was a teacher for an after school program and the kids were like two planes crashed into these towers. There's a big explosion. I'm like, did you guys see it? They're like, yeah, we, we saw a little bit of it, but then the teacher, you know, the teacher st- made us stop watching it. Well, yeah. Why would you be watching it in the first place? That's something t- kids should not see. You know what I mean? You, you're going to see enough of it at home when you go home after school for reals. So I'm, I'm glad that Mike, stop them from or turn the tv off because nobody needs to see that and i mean definitely little kids it's that's the thing when you have these live shuttle launches and you have like any like something could go wrong you're recording something anything could go wrong during a live you know and man just just a lot of a lot of uh a lot of memories, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a rough one. I knew this is going to be a rough one. So then they're in class the next day, and Mike is talking to the kids. I always thought it was weird how uh, he's a cool teacher, but he like lets them call him Mike, not Mister. I don't even know his last name. Mike. I should know this name, and I don't. Uh, he's talking to the kids, and it kind of like grief counseling, you know, like when something bad happens and. The kids need to talk about it. So they have this conversation. A whole They're all in a circle and they're all talking about it. Guys, we all watched something scary on TV yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Now, what do you think about it and how do you feel? I kept thinking, this can't be happening. It, it isn't real. Me too. I kept hoping they'd go to a commercial... When they came back, the astronauts would be saved by Mr. T. But that didn't happen, did it? What do you think about the astronauts? I think they were real brave. Were they explorers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure were. Were they trying to do a good thing? They sure were. They didn't get to finish their mission, did they? No. But they did get started on their way. Now, is that a good thing? Sure. Should we be proud of them? Yeah. Mike, are they going to stop the space program? I don't think so. My dad says they should. He says they shouldn't send people up in space anymore. Well, that's an understandable first reaction, Alan, but I think that most people will realize how important it is for us to keep exploring space. Maybe, but... The next time they decide to send a teacher up, I don't know if that person will want to go. I would. If they asked me, I would go in a second. What about you, Punky? Well, it's always been my dream. But Punky, it's dangerous. I know, but I shouldn't want to be an astronaut. Me neither. I never wanted to be one. Well, I do. After what happened to the shuttle, Punky, you're crazy. I mean, I think that's awesome that Punky still wants to do it because a lot of kids would be like, no freaking way. Never again, you know? And she's still hanging on to her dream, you know? And it's, you know, a lot of jobs like that, when you grow up, they're, they're scary. Firemen... Look at all the firemen that died, you know, and all the policemen that have died. It's just very scary. And for kids to, like, kind of chicken out, I don't blame them. 
But Punky's a brave girl, man. She was she was like abandoned by her mother. She lived on her own for a couple a couple of days, I think. I mean, she's a tough cookie. She really is. And Mike, I love how Mike is like, yep, I'd go. I'd go in a second if they asked me. And that's the kind of attitude that people need to have, you know. And he's absolutely right about the space program. I guess there was talk that maybe the space program was going to be canceled after this. But I I don't ever see that happening either. I mean, they have to continue. He's right. They have to continue it, you know. I mean, if we didn't have the space program, we wouldn't even, we wouldn't have the Mars rover. We wouldn't have been able to see, like, life on other planets. And it's just one of those things that it's a risk. It's a risk that you take when you become an astronaut. Um, by the way, if anybody has never seen Apollo 13, watch that movie. It's really good. I learned a lot about astronaut and space and shuttles and... And I remember there was, they were talking about Apollo, might have been eight. Wait, Apollo, it was, hold on. I'm going to talk about it. Let me, let me get the information. Hold on. Okay. I was way off on this. Um, It was actually Apollo one. It was the first crewed mission of the Apollo program. It was planned to launch on February 21st, 1967 as the first low earth orbital test of the Apollo command and service module. The mission never flew. A cabin fire during a launch rehearsal test at Cape Kennedy Air Force Station Launch Complex 34 on January 27th killed all three crew members. Command Command pilot Gus Grissom, senior pilot Ed White, and pilot Roger B. Shaffey. And destroyed the command module. The name Apollo 1, chosen by the crew, was made official by NASA in honor after their fire. So that was like the first disaster that was not outside or that was not you know what do you call that an in shuttle disaster i don't know what you call that but so in apollo 13 they talk about that and he's scared about that you know and um so there's quite a few disasters before the challenger and in apollo apollo 13 you know nobody died but it was very 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 scary so uh, then there's another scene where Betty and Henry, you know, they're like frenemies, I guess you could call them. Betty is trying to hem a dress and Henry's wearing it. Hilarious. And she keeps poking him with pins. They always have these like kind of stupid little scenes with these two. And there's a knock at the door. It's Mike and Buzz Aldrin, the one and only. And Betty's like, no way, you're not Buzz Aldrin. And she's like, the guy who walked on the moon? And uh, as we all know, Buzz Aldrin was one of the ones from Apollo 11. Uh, He was one of the men, the astronauts who walked on the moon. I don't know how Mike found him. Uh, Very, very, I guess for plot purposes, you know, Mike was the one to find him. But he found him for punky so he could talk to punky and kind of convince her that you know she's she's making the right decision trying to be an astronaut uh let's go over some information about buzz aldrin here so his real name is edwin eugene aldrin he is still alive you guys he's 92 years old just turned 92 january 20th wow he was one of the three men who were in apollo 11 
along with Neil Armstrong and Michael Collins, both who have died. So he's the only one that's left from Apollo 11. And uh, I just read that he, in 1988, two years after this episode aired, he changed his, he legally changed his name to Buzz Aldrin. So he says it's always been his nickname. He went on many, many other flights. He was on Apollo 11, and I doubt that wasn't even his first one. Uh, he went on... After Apollo 11... Well, let's see. He's been on a ton of them. I won't go over all of them. He's been on a lot of flights. But, very famous astronaut, for sure. Now, that's pretty cool that he came all the way over to talk to Punky. <laughs> well, I answered my own question. I said, well, how did Mike get him? So basically, he was doing a lecture in Chicago. And he told him that he had a student who needed, you know, some encouragement. That's very nice of him to come and talk to her. So Henry is still in Betty's dress that she was trying to him. And he forgets all about it and goes to meet Buzz and is... Buzz is kind of like, what the hell? And uh, so he poses for with a picture. He poses for a picture with Buzz Aldrin wearing a woman's dress. Hilarious. And he's like, yeah, he's, he has his arm around him. And everybody just looks uncomfortable. Wow. Are you punky? Hi. Are you sure you're really Buzz Aldrin? I sure am. Get out of here. I'm sorry. I just didn't recognize you without your spacesuit. Well, I would have brought it, but it's at the dry cleaners. I spilled tang on it. <laughs> Are you sure you really came here to see me? I sure did. Your teacher tells me you'd like to be an astronaut. Yeah, but you know, because of what happened to this space shuttle, my friends think I'm out of my gourd. A lot of kids at my elementary school used to laugh at me for wanting to fly to the moon and be part of the space program. Wait a minute. They didn't have the space program way back then. Maybe that's why they laughed. <laughs> but this is the way I look at it. Astronauts are explorers. And all through history, people have thought that explorers are a little off their rocker. Yeah, like Christopher Columbus. People told him that the Earth was flat. And if he sailed too far, he'd fall off the edge. That's right. But he went anyway. He just took lots of rope. <laughs> Punky, I have something for you. You do? So he gives her a shirt that says Young Astronauts, and he says that he started the program in somewhere in North Dakota. I guess that's where he's from. And I'm looking up Young Astronaut Program. Program History. Okay. The Young Astronaut Council was established by the White House in 1984 in an effort to promote greater proficiency and interest in science, technology, engineering, and math, STEM, using the popularity of space as the underlying theme. The presidential initiative was accomplished via their Young Astronaut Program, a free weekly television series seen in tens of thousands of classrooms across the country and around the world. I don't remember watching this. During his tenure, it went from 1984 to 2004, over 2 million children registered with the program became cadets and over 100,000 chapters were formed across the country and the world. That is really, really cool. Now this is sad. 
After 9-11, the Young Astronaut Council went on hiatus and eventually government priorities resulted in its closing of the program. 9-11 ruined everything, didn't it? Ugh. Uh, it doesn't say anything how it was launched by Buzz Aldrin, though. But, um, it was. <laughs> he, just, he just told her in that, uh, I didn't clip it, but he told her in the episode. So, that's pretty cool. And I don't know, if that, is that like considered space camp? You know how they had space camp back in the 80s? Uh, that would be really cool. I wouldn't be able to do it. I'm not good at math. Science? Yeah, maybe. Engineering? Ooh, that's tough too, but definitely not math. I, that would be rough. That'd be hard for me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he says, Punky, do you want to join the Young Astronaut Program? She goes, of course, you know, and he takes out this application and hands it to her, and it's almost like it's like a promotion for the Young Astronaut Program. It's like, so was it a promotion for that, or was it a, an episode to talk to your kids about, you know, the Challenger explosion? <laughs> it could be both, right? Uh, then, then Punky's back, you know, it's a couple weeks later, you know, because you remember it started with a flashback, or it started with her, with her diary. And then she's back, and she's back to her diary here. Anyway, I still feel bad about the shuttle, but I'm going to be an astronaut. No matter how scary it might be. Henry says you gotta take risks when you're doing something that nobody's ever done before. And here's something I realized all by myself. If is a word smack in the middle of life. Isn't that deep? <laughs> well, I guess I'll say goodbye for now to your diary. Hang loose and don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> So that's pretty much the episode. Uh, it ends right there. She's looking out the window at the stars with Brandon. Really cute, you know, really sweet scene. Someday we're gonna we're gonna go to the stars. And I mean, it, <laughs> there's just not much in this episode because it really is. <sighs> it was a special episode they made to for parents to talk to their kids about the Challenger explosion. You know. That's what I've that's what I've read at least. I mean, I'm looking at the trivia here and it just says it aired 2 months after, like I said in the beginning, it aired 2 months after the space shuttle hap the Challenger explosion. So they made this episode f for the kids to talk about with their parents, to talk about with their parents, you know. Maybe there's other kids like Punky who want to be astronauts as well and they're scared. You know, there's a lot of episodes like this where there was one about drugs, and there was one about, oh, a really good one. Another one of my favorite episodes is uh, called Sherry Lifesaver, and it's where Sherry gets trapped in a freezer when they're playing hide-and-seek. 
that one had that one uh really really brings back memories my i still talk to talk about it with my friends since kindergarten about i still we t- still talk about that episode to this day and then there's one where brandon gets hit by a car and almost dies oh my gosh i can't even it's one of those shows that i just i think this is when i was really coming into my own with my with my uh awareness of tv you know i was seven years old and like tv was my life at this point you know aside from punky brewster i was watching like the the saturday morning cartoons and man you guys there was nothing like 80s tv there really wasn't it was it was good i mean i this is by far not a good show but back then it was like the best show ever because it was it was aimed for kids and i think it even came on at seven o'clock it was on really early it and it was on nbc because it's on the peacock you guys can watch this on the peacock uh app peacock streaming app um now i do want to talk about my experience meeting punky brewster the real punky brewster i did meet her uh i was about Mm, 16 or 17 and I went to a celebrity basketball game and I knew she was going to be there and I'm like oh my gosh I have to go meet Punky Rooster I have to meet her she was like my childhood you know so we um my friend Amber you know the one who was on my podcast last time we went to the the, ba- the basketball game and I got her autograph and I was wearing like overalls and I, I was totally decked out in 90s stuff and she's I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I said, I'm so happy to meet you. You know, I loved your show, you know, and she's like, oh, you're so cute. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Punky Brewster called me cute. It was adorable. She was really sweet. I also met at that same basketball tournament. You guys ever see Starship Troopers? I met uh, the guy, the main kid from that, uh, Casper Van Dien. He also had a reality show, very short lived reality show with his wife, uh, her name, I don't remember her name, but she was like some famous princess in another country. God, I don't remember that. I don't remember the name of the show at all. But I met him, and then I met I met somebody else at that same game. Oh, I can't remember. But I have her autograph. I'm going to try to dig it out, and I will show it to you guys. <sighs> I thought I found it the other day. I wanted to post that, but I do have her autograph. And it says something like, stay happy, or... Or, uh, it, it was something really cute. You know, she's, oh, oh, and I also have talked about the, I don't know if I talked about this. Did I talk about the Kid 90 special that's on Hulu that she, uh, she made? Soleil Moonfry made it. That's a really good show, too. It's a, uh, documentary of all the child actors that she knew from, like, the early 90s. And she just, it's like home f- video footage. And she talks about, like, her uh, her relationship with Charlie Sheen. That was, like, her the, like the, the, her first, basically. And she talks about... Uh, she was really close with, like, all the people. All the people that are famous today. She was really close with them. Like, she knew Johnny Depp. And she knew... Uh, some of the 90210 kids. I mean, she knew them all. And she knew Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, because they all were in that same circle of friends. Uh, she dated somebody from the movie Kids. That movie, remember that movie Kids? I don't remember his name right now, but she dated him. 
and it was it was really good it was really good special it's it does not talk about punky brewster hardly at all i mean it maybe talks about it for two minutes but the rest of it is after punky brewster and like just all the struggles of being a child star talks about her drug use like i think she talks about taking acid i mean it's it, it gets in there she talks about uh uh oh jonathan brandis and when he committed suicide and she was like really good friends with him and i guess the night before he did it or the night he did it she he tried calling her and left a voicemail and she she feels really guilty about that still to this day i also want to recommend since we're talking about punky brewster uh there's a show on peacock a revival of punky brewster called punky i think it's called punky it's actually really good I actually really liked it. Uh, it's the same kind of premise. Uh, she she works... What is she? Is she a photographer? What does she do? Now I have to look this up. Because I've seen a couple episodes. I liked it. I did never finished it. I watched probably the first five episodes. Uh, I do know that she's at the uh, Fenster Hall. Which, you know, Fenster Hall is where she she was an a orphan. And, and, uh, she's over there and she comes across a homeless kid, a homeless kid, just like she was, you know, and she told it and she's like, you remind me of me. And, you know, it was really cute. I don't remember her name right now. Gosh, I really should get this information. Hold on. But I got it here. Punky Brewster is now a divorced mother raising three children, her teenage biological daughter, Hannah, and her two adopted sons, Diego and Daniel. She lives in the same Chicago apartment where she grew up with her foster father, Henry Warnemont, and even works as a photographer. I was right, just like he did. She encounters a girl at Finster Hall named Izzy, who, like Punky, was abandoned by her mother. Punky's still best friends with Sherry, who works at Finster, and arranges to have Izzy live with a foster family. But after seeing the similarities in Izzy compared to when she was her age, Punky decides to take her in and raise her with her three children. Punky also has an on-off relationship with her ex-husband, Travis, and discovers that the mother who abandoned her in the grocery store as a child is still alive and has been looking for her for years. That's the episode I wanted to watch. I never got to watch it. This is on Peacock if you guys want to watch it. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. plays her ex-husband. He's actually really cute in this. Um, uh, the kids are really cute. It's it, I liked it. I liked it. It was a really good show. I think Sherry's gay. I'm pretty sure she's gay. I, I remember uh, she had like a girlfriend. And uh, Margo's in it at some point, but I never... I don't think I saw her. I'm um, looking here. Yeah. There's 10 episodes. And they I got canceled after one. <clears throat> but, you know, sometimes revivals just don't work, you know. But check it out. I thought it was really cute. I, I just love her. I think she's adorable. And I loved meeting her. And I wish I would have got a picture with her. All I have is an autograph on a piece of paper. All right, guys. So that's it. And I, I apologize if I was a little like, uh, uh, I'm coming down with something. My son had a cold. I took care of him. And now I have it. So I wanted to get my podcast done before I completely lose my voice. <laughs> uh, next week, I'm going to be doing Well, it's either going to be next week or the week after. Uh, I'm getting back to weekly podcasts here, apparently, and I wanted to do bi-weekly, but you know what? It's just kind of whenever I get the time. 
So I think I'm going to be doing a Teen Mom episode. Teen Mom Season 5 Episode 2. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be. Maybe next weekend. But I just wanted to do this one because I was thinking about it. And I probably should have done it on the Challenger anniversary, which was in January. But yeah, it's okay. Alright guys, so uh, if you haven't seen Twin Peaks, go watch Twin Peaks. If you haven't seen Punky Brewster Revival, go check one episode out at least. And also, oh my gosh, there was something else I was going to talk about. Oh my gosh, don't remember what it was. Well, if I remember, I'll put it on my group. You can follow me on uh, Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast. And make sure to leave me a review. And uh, sorry if I'm kind of like a little out of it today. It's like I said, I'm not feeling the greatest, but time to go lay down now. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.